Vegas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. We are 65 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. And we welcome you into the draft show presented by Miller Lite here from the Star in Frisco and the SWBC Studios. We have got a packed house tonight for a couple of reasons because we're back with Brian Broaddus, we're back with Bobby Belt, we've got Aisha Morrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. And introducing for the first time ever on the draft show, 105.3 The Fans, very own Zach Wolchuk. How's it going, Zach? It's going great. Zachary. What's going on? It's a pleasure to be here. Very Welcome excited. To the show. Thank you very much. You've been studying? Of course I've been studying. Are you kidding me? You ready to go? i got to work across from you every day on the G-Bag yeah, Nation. Yeah, you <laughs> so you've been putting the pressure on. Yeah. It's hard out here. Got to get this thing going, man. Yeah. You guys do radio from 2 to 7. We every do. Every weekday. Monday through Friday. We do. How much of that is draft talk? We wish a lot more. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. We really, we honestly could have, you know, we could have a show of five hours of draft talk. I think we could. You know, I think that people are that interested, especially, you know, the one thing I always talk about this show is the one-stop shop where, you know, if you're a Cowboy fan, if you're a Buccaneers fan, whatever, you can come and listen to this show and get draft talk. I think you could do the same thing on the radio. Mm-hmm. I, but you have to, and of course, you have to talk about the Rangers and the Mavs and you know, but when when the time comes when you get to the combine and we're we're right there, that combine week, and then when you get the pro days and stuff, and it starts to get closer to the draft, you could feel the station start to ramp that thing up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think you got to be a little bit careful about it. But man, me personally, I, I could talk draft five hours a day. We you hear ready. that beam? We're going to do it five hours yeah. today. So no, we're you're going to get from do, eleven to yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get to you're going to get to you're going to get to do that in the end of uh, end of April, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'm Carl Loftus. Yeah. So you've listened to the draft show a couple years, right? Zach? Oh heck yes! Are you yeah. kidding me? I grew up on the draft show. I, th- this is this is awesome. I'm stoked to be here with you. Obviously, UNT brethren, you and I have Darn done right. a, a lot of work together, Kyle. So, in, in getting to work with Brian and Bobby at 105.3 The Fan, love the work that Aisha has been doing as well. So, this is a dream come true to get to be a part of the draft show. I've always been a draft nerd, and I've been watching Brian from afar, and I've always wanted to get into the broadest school of scouting. So, this is my first year getting to be under his tutelage, and uh, we'll see. I'm expecting him to kind of to bust on me a little bit and uh, I'm going to give it back as well. I know there's already a couple of players that we disagree on. I can't wait. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Absolutely. Combine starts next week. We will be out there starting on Mondays when I I get there and we've got a a couple ideas of how this is going to work heading into next week but Bobby, I mean, you, you hearing anything? Any rumblings around the Cowboys oh, before we really say. get into some of these draft prospects? Well, it's funny. I was uh, I was actually just talking to uh, Zach uh, as we were both driving in, and I was like, I got to start sorting some of this out a little bit better. Start hitting up some people what they're what they're feeling, what they're seeing. So, uh, trying to get that situated. Trying to because uh, I was late in the game in this one. Now I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna drive or if I'm going to pay the premium one-week-out flight ticket. Mm. So that's what I'm uh, figuring out now. But, uh, no, I think the – you know, I'm excited to see how some of the corners test. Um, You know, I I think that that's going to be a big thing for me, some of these receivers. Uh, And just in general, Combine's such a good week for – not just draft stuff, but you heard so much about the free agency angle and what's happening there. And, and you get a better idea after talking to some people throughout the week of just, hey, where does this stand? What do you guys think of this guy? I think starting week after next is when I think we're going to be able to come in here and have a really good idea about some of the, the things that they feel. Yeah, a lot of clarity. Like, I want to, even so uh, with the combine, I'm excited about just seeing what guys maybe have improved because there, there were gentlemen that I saw in the senior bowl that I was watching tape on before and I was like 
okay, well, you weren't doing that that well, you know, before. So the combine is a time where I think you can really start to separate who's doing what and whatever. So I'm excited about it, too. You get that early gathering of information. Everybody does it as scouts. And and we're still kind of in that that scenario of the draft where you're trying to pull in as much as everything you can. You can you can pull in. It's like drinking from a fire hose. But then you get to the combine and it's more of the the reinforcement of what you've heard before. Right, Brian? And you get to start having those conversations. Yeah, I think. The 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 one uh, one we have advantages and we have disadvantages to the job we do here on the draft show mm-hmm. is the purest form of scouting we do. We get to evaluate the tape. You know, we Aisha yep. gets to sit down and she watches her defensive tackle from you know from Keanu, yeah, yeah she, uh, Benton from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, we all have our people that we watch. And that's the purest form. You go to the combine and after the combine, you start to hear that maybe. Well, this guy's got a medical issue, mm-hmm. or this guy's got a issue off the field, or this guy. You know, I know Todd McShay went yesterday. He went full on talking about, you know, Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Well, there's some character flaws there, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Now I have to ask my, you know, buddies around the league, are there really character flaws here? So, you know, that's going to affect, like I say, I love the fact that we get to evaluate and it's the purest form. We're just looking at the players. The combine kind of fills in that medical, the interviews, and then it kind of is that it puts the pie a little bit. The pro day will be the final piece of the pie. And then once you kind of get all that information, you can kind of stack your board the way you need to do it. Carter does have maturity concerns. Oh, right? no. Barnacles. <laughs> Where are you hearing that from? I'm just that, That's something that I heard all the way back in the fall. Not bad stuff, just more like, yeah. eh, I kind of grow up, kind of a young kid type of thing. Not anything that would scare people off, it doesn't sound like. Still a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it didn't sound like it was anything that would chase anybody off. It's just like, eh, he'll have to grow up a little. I he's hear differently. Be, I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm thinking he's sliding to 26. Uh, hey. <laughs> Let's do it. I've heard it's terrible. Yeah. Wink, wink. Oh, darn. He I guess he's going to end up there. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Hey, that would be nice. That would be a dream. That would be fantastic. Best player in the draft. We we went through some scenarios last Thursday where it was first and second round pairings, back and forth of what you could do position-wise. We got a lot of good feedback on it, so I thought we'd do something similar, but it's more so of a would-you-rather around the purest form of scouting, around watching the tape. So based off of the tape, based off of the scenarios that we've been given already – here are some different options that I want you to choose one or the other. Would you rather? Scenario number one, early round corner. Deontay Banks from Maryland or Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. So this is either a late first round, early second round selection. I'll start with you, Aisha. No, don't look at me. Who would you rather have? I Well, I haven't gotten into Stevenson okay. yet. But That's fine. With Deontay Banks, though. I was in, so I'll tell you the things I was impressed with, and then the other, th- I was literally just talking to my homie about this, but, um, so I was in, appre- impressed with his ability to flip his hips, his speed seems real, that's why mm-hmm. when you talk about the combine, I want to see if he has, if that translates, if that makes sense, like, because he looks f- f- fast on the field, um, and I think he also understands, he has, I think he has good body control, yeah. he doesn't take the ball away like that, though. I, I think me and my homie Matt Owen were saying, like, he, he had two picks in, like, 800 snaps or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, too, I, I'm i not sure he is – and he doesn't – he comes out of the game often. Like, we were just talking about how they rotate him in, in and out so much. And for a corner, that's – I mean, I'm not saying that's not normal, but it's not it's – not, it's not a guy that I would be like, okay, well, this is a – I don't know if he's a first-round guy. They're thinking that he'll run like a 4-5, Brian, which would be yeah. like right middle of the pack for Which is weird because his yeah. fl- his hip turn is so nasty. He it's, plays faster than that. And that's, yeah. what, and that's what I was saying. I'm curious about his. But, like, I just don't know. Like, I think he's a good player and stuff. I'm just not – I didn't see, like, oh, this guy going to take the ball away constantly and things like that. I just didn't see that. What oh. do you think, Zach? Sorry. Well, Brian, did you have something you want no, to say? No, throw it. I think she I think she did a good job. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think Deontay Banks is better than, than Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah. I think okay. I think Stevenson's a little yeah. grabby for okay. me. He's now Steven, too. Yeah, he well Banks, <laughs> I, I love I love the way Banks uses the sideline to his advantage. Mm. And, and Banks to me, I think speed is is something to his game that he uses really well. Now, one thing I did write down, and this is something where I think all Cowboy fans are looking at now because of Trayvon Diggs and the season that he had. I don't think he's a set the edge type of corner. Right, he's a guy that I don't think is a dude that necessarily is always showing the willingness to want to stick his face in there and tackle. Uh, but 
I do love his ability in terms of being a press player. I do think when he plays off, he'll give up some plays underneath. I think he's better when he presses and plays up, uh, and, and he's able to be physical at the line of scrimmage. Now, Tyreek Stevenson... Uh, to me, I watched more of his 2021 compared to his play last season, and I think he did improve a lot more this year. But I, I think he he does make a little bit more plays on the ball than than Banks does. But I think Banks is a little bit more of a well-rounded player for me. That's fair. I'll tell you think? what, man. Yeah, you guys are on your That's game fair. already this morning. I love it. Um, yeah, I you know what? I thought Stevenson might be a guy that would be a free safety. I really did. When he's 6'1", he's 214 pounds. And I kind of felt like that maybe that he would, you know, he's kind of like he plays like almost like a safety with cover skills. And the movement and the assignments and the off coverage that, you know, when like teammates bust, he's over there to kind of clean up things. So you see a guy, when you see a guy, he plays with that kind of awareness to his game. And so I, I was thinking like, Man, this guy, maybe I would move. He's a transfer from Georgia, which is interesting. Georgia, I think, does a good job. We've seen every defensive player that it seems like we're watching is a Georgia player. But <laughs> this guy does have really, really good overall ball skills. I mean, he'll go get it. So I, I like that about Stevenson. Personally, though, like I said, I would, I would, if you gave me a choice, though, if you gave me a choice of one or the other, I'll take Banks okay. over Stevenson, but I mean, I think it's a pretty good. I think it's a pretty good uh, comp when you start to talk about the two players. What about the teammate? What about Sidney Brown? Did he stand up? I'm just saying. I was watching Illinois film, and Sidney Brown was sticking out to me more than Deontay sometimes. Oh, no, mm. oh, really? Mm. Nah, like y'all haven't seen. I call him Swiper. Swiper? Yeah, I call him Swiper because he's because like of the size and he can just kind of hide behind guys. He's sneaky. He reminds me of I talked about him a few weeks ago. He reminds me of uh, Ufunga. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He reminds me a lot of him, but I think he's a little bit. He's I think he's a little bit more physical and uh, better in coverage. But Sidney okay. Brown, another guy on the Illinois team. This Illinois defense, I was impressed by them. I felt like they're really they're. they're uh, not not Illinois, my bad, my bad. Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. Oh my bad. I'm actually getting them mixed up. I'm thinking about Devin Witherspoon. My bad, but yeah, my bad. So you're, you're well, th- the, the description you just gave them was about Witherspoon, is what you're talking. Yeah, about? I was okay. actually I was talking about. Well, let's talk about Devin Witherspoon. Okay, I, I like I like what you're doing you. here. Yeah, My bad, I, y'all. no, I like what you're doing here. I do. Uh, go ahead, Bob. Did you see Witherspoon at all? Uh, I've watched Witherspoon first on on Banks. Okay, yes. go ahead, sorry, finish sorry, up. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Banks and Stevenson. I don't think that's close to me personally. Yeah, I, I think Banks is much better than yeah. Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek Stevenson's gonna have to be press man only to me at the next level, just because he's the, when you watch him play in in zone. I just don't know that he has the awareness, and he looks like he has a lot of. Man, I saw there. him like dropping off and helping though, so I kind of felt like he did have the awareness. And I, I saw it looked like, a, and it, to be fair, I don't always. You're not always gonna know yeah. who's responsible yeah. is what, but it looked like he was directly involved in some sort of miscommunication or busts mm. a lot oh. in zone, from what I saw, but. I I think that like Deontay Banks is somebody who completely scheme versatile. Mm. Uh, I think the play strength, the size, the speed, the fluidity, all of it's really good. He's not going to be the, the the area where he is going to need to improve is he's not going to be a Trayvon Diggs like pickoff artist. Banks mm. isn't yeah. because I mean, it's just he, he hasn't shown that sort of anticipation. Yep. He doesn't show that sort of recognition. But I, I think that Banks to me is the safer, more solid pick, especially if you tell me I can play Banks opposite Diggs and kind of get that yeah. blend. Then I feel really good about Deontay Banks. I think it'd be a fun one two combo in the secondary here. And so Banks, 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 Banks over. Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. And an honorable mention from Devin Witherspoon, Allen, Illinois, as well. All right, scenario number two, day two wide receivers, Mm. which is a possibility for this Cowboys team. And a couple guys that have been at least names floating out there that maybe have some interest from the guys across the hallway. Josh, Josh Downs from North Carolina, former Tar Heel, is your first option. The second option is Parker Washington from Penn State. If you've won, Man, you pick guys that are the same kind of body type. Right? In the same scenario, and I did that on purpose. So, Zach, what do you think about those two guys? Ooh, Downs is a guy that they move all around the formation there with North Carolina. Now, he's fun. I think he's got a really sexy stutter step at the top of his route. He sets up DBs really well. <laughs> he's fast. He's a fun slot player. Works the middle of the field well on drags and slants. He's explosive. But I'll tell you this. You watch Parker Washington against Ohio State, you can fall in love with that kid. Whew. I mean, he's got an ability to extend his body. The body control is really, really good. He's a hand catcher. This is not a guy that's a, that's a Terrence Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? He's not a body catcher. This dude's going to go and get the 
get the football, strong hands, catches the ball in traffic. I think between these two, I think maybe Downs could do more for you, but I was more impressed watching Parker Washington. I think I'd lean Washington here. Brian, I know you brought up Parker Washington previously. Yeah, he's Steve Smith to me, guys. The old, I mean, when I'm back in the day from Utah, Steve Smith, third round player, though. Goodness. I mean, this cat. He's 5'10", he's 2'10". That's what I'm working off right there. You know, the thing about it. And the same thing you could say about Downs. Downs is like 5'11", I believe. I've got him at 5'10", and 2'8". I I guess a a quarter. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, the thing about Washington, he is compact. He's explosive. He does a lot of that work you're talking about in the slot. He can make a ton of plays because he's going to go all over the field. The length will be a problem. But, I mean, you do see him extend to his absolute fullest to go get these footballs. The route runner with quickness, in and out of breaks, stop-start quickness, Mm -hmm. impressive run after catch. This guy's a punt returner as well, so he knows how to operate in traffic as well. I I put a note down because we're talking about the combine. I'm excited to see what he runs his 40. Because he could end up being one of these burner types. Downs? Uh, well, both of them, but Washington oh, okay. specifically. Because he's a guy, we talked about the lack of separation this year for the Cowboys at receiver. Parker, Parker Washington, because of his start-stop quickness, he's able to separate from DBs. I'm going to see what they're maybe projecting him to run. Looks like a eh, four mid four fours mid four. That's maybe disappointing. Low four fours. I was I was hoping I was hoping for better. Maybe a little bit better for, for a five five eleven wide receiver. Hey, but the tape don't lie, right? And no. he plays yeah. fast. He does play fast. Aisha, what do you think about those guys? I just think it's fun. I just I'm at a point to where I think we talked about it last week. Is is he a player? Yeah. Is he a player? Like the, yeah. the size thing, especially with this receiver class, seems like it's going to be a discussion. To some degree, anyway, but can the guy can the guy play the game at a high level? And Josh Downs between Josh Downs and uh, Washington, I feel like obviously both of them have slot ability and they're able to work the slot. But the guy that has the vers- the most versatility to me, like you said, is is Washington at this yeah, point. I yeah. really feel like he can come in and he can make a difference. And when you mentioned the special teams thing, like. That might be a huge bargaining factor, in my opinion, for some of these teams trying to get better in the league on special teams. So I'm looking at Washington as a guy that can come in and, and do some things for you immediately. I think Josh Downs can do the same thing, but the, there's some versatility there. The thing that the, the, the lack of bulk when you watch Josh Downs, the lack yeah. of bulk bother you? How he looked you? like 175 pounds? It don't it don't scare me because Soaking I think he too. can yeah he can play Maybe lighter, but. If no, no, you're, you're right about the playability. You're, no, you're absolutely dead on about the playability. The thing about it is, man, and there's a lot of these receivers in this draft that are that 175, yes. 180. Like Zay Flowers. Yeah, yes. yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of those Top guys. Guy. That, right. I mean, and you're just, I'm just not used to seeing slight right. built wide. And you can say the same, same thing about Hyatt from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Kind of a slight, built, sure. linear guy. And he's still got at least 10 pounds on downs. It's funny because you look at Zay Flowers and downs, their body type, they're almost identical. They're both 5'10 yeah. uh, and a little bit. And it's they're listed at 175 <laughs> each. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's what I... There's not an it's not explosion, the body type, though. It's, it's, uh, if, if Josh Downs was a little bit better route runner, he yeah. would be Zay Flowers. Right. But he he's, is a, he's Zay Flowers with, uh, you know, not as precise route running as what I said. I mean, it's the same questions. It's the size. It's the limitations in terms of where he can line up. It's the drops. Like, it's the mm-hmm. same sort of issues. Flowers is just a more precise route runner. I, mean, I, I think Josh Downs has the ability to, like, he's got the skill set to be a really good route runner. But, like, somebody's going to, I think, to have to kind of, like, coach him up. on It just it doesn't always look totally crisp to me when he's running routes. The, the fluidity and everything else is there. But in terms of the precision, I think he needs to improve there. All right. Scenario number three, late day two linebackers. I'm thinking, like, right around the third round, maybe even trade up into the early third to get these guys. I'll start with you, Bobby. D. Overshone from Texas or Noah Sewell from Oregon at linebacker? Which one you like better? Uh, um, they're man. different types of players. They're a little bit different. They're, they're, they're very Same different. for me, they're, though. But they're, they're different in the sense that, like, I think – Noah Sewell can take on blocks. He can shed blocks. He can he can play the more traditional linebacker. To me, like D. Overshone, if he's going to play linebacker, he's going to have to be a run and chase will that they keep completely clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you're seeing it improved, um, but I think you see sometimes the instincts aren't the best. The the recognition isn't the best. I think it did get better. I mean, he was transitioning a little <laughs> bit, but he's he's a tweener. He's a, a safety linebacker tweener. If he's going to play linebacker, it's got to be will and it's got to be something where it's made easy for him that he's got you know some of the big guys up front 
opening things up for him so that he can just see the play and, you know, shoot the gap. With Sewell, at least, I think Sewell has the ability to... Uh, not only do I think his play recognition is better, but I think he can actually get off of blocks. I, don't, I can't remember He's the last time. He's super aggressive. I, I can't right, remember yeah. the last time I saw Overshone get off of a block. No. And so, yeah. I mean, if you're asking me which one of those guys I want, I'd like the guy that I'm not dependent on a defensive tackle. So give me Noah Sewell. Also, too, with Overshone, like, I know he was somebody we were looking at going into the senior bowl and stuff. Like, uh, he just really fits the traditional linebacker size type situation and I, I just look at how the league is now and there's it's no knock to those gentlemen but he doesn't he's so he's big like yeah. not yeah. and it's not a bad thing like you know what I'm saying like but he looks big out there doesn't Six, make sense two plus too bulky 220 pounds yeah not necessarily like kind of some of the stuff we would say about LV yeah, don't give me, don't kick me out. <laughs> Say about LV, we're not going to kick you out. I get exactly what I you're saying. You're right. He's got a unique type of build. Yeah, and the way his legs are, as well, he's got skinny legs, big upper body. I think he is a wild player. Overshown is. He's raw. He in is. a sense, in a sense. I'm not a big Overshown guy. Mm. To me, I see a lot of traits that Malik Jefferson had. Malik Jefferson was in and out of the league. Like I think Demario Overshown's a guy that's going to be a is special. That scouting the player. helmet because of the Texas it connection. It could be, but to me, I wanted to like the player, mm. and I see upside with him. But I would take Noah Sewell because there's times I'm watching Overshown and I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like I don't see the instincts with him. I see the instincts with Sewell. The problem with Sewell is I don't know that he always has the speed to get to where he needs to go. I, I don't think that's a bad comp, uh, Malik Jefferson. Now, Overshown's smaller than Malik Jefferson, mm -hmm. but it was the same issue with Malik where when Malik saw it right, when Malik guessed right, it was devastating. And when he missed, <laughs> it was 20 yards down the sideline. And that's what I think you see sometimes. In fact, Malik probably got off blocks a little better than Overshown does. So is that just not the ability to freelance as a linebacker? He's just got to have better awareness and recognition because that's kind of what he's doing is just playing head down the whole time? Yeah. He's, he's gotten better. And, I mean, he is somebody who, who's transitioning a little bit from, you know, he's still – he was used all over. They used him as a pass rusher at times earlier. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, he's used in a number of different facets. So the fact that he'll now be able to focus on one thing and do that, I think you did see progress, and hopefully that would continue, but you'd be banking on something. Man, I think the thing about Sewell is some of his big – he'll make some really big hits, and he'll make some big-ass misses, though, too. Yeah. You know, when you watch him play. And the thing about it is, I, I love how stout he is. I think he's a tough player. I just wish he could play under a little bit better control. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I kind of worry about him as a player. Okay. I, I think that's something that you could look at. He was just a sophomore at Oregon, too. He came out early, so he's still a younger guy in, in Sewell to where he could maybe grow into that uh, that scenario. We've seen Dan Quinn, and he does this with LVE, and, and he, he likes to blitz the linebackers. Mm -hmm. Noah Sewell, I put a note, yeah. I think he times his blitzes pretty well. And, and I, I think that that's something the Cowboys might like when they watch him. And, and Noah Sewell is a guy that I, I did just think he was a very instinct, instinctive player. He diagnoses plays well. I would take Sewell out of this matchup. And I think if you're able to get him at the end of day two in the third round, that, that'd be a great that'd be pick. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that'd be huge. All right, time for our first break. So a couple scenarios that we were able to outline there. We'll, we'll probably bring that back. I think that's fun to kind of – debate the two players but when we come back it's time for some twitter on the 20 we answer your twitter questions right after this when we come back on the draft show hey cowboys fans if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job check out liberty tax proud partner of the dallas cowboys if you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances you're the perfect candidate no tax experience we also offer in-person tax school courses locally liberty tax has 79 locations across dfw and 2300 offices nationwide learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local liberty tax office today Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, 
I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfwis.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show from the star in Frisco. Is Bobby already a troublemaker for our show? Yes, yeah, no doubt. Bobby's kind of a take off the headset and just start throwing things at people. I, right? didn't, I, I spent the first minute and a half quiet during the break. I just said something. Yeah. At the, at the end. As, you're, as you're kneeling down and saying, I'm just going to tell you, this guy's a first round player and you better watch him. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, there's an argument. I'm not saying he will be, but like, also, like, I'm squat. I got, well, like a, I got a sciatic nerve thing. Okay. And you, I, I tried to get squ- you a chair. You didn't care. Yeah, because I want, I like, it happens whether I'm sitting or standing. Okay. Oh, okay. Twitter on the 20, right? Here yeah, we yeah. We're getting into it. That, that, that's the thing is. We're all such draft nerds that whenever the mics turn off, yeah. guess what we're going to talk about? Yeah. Draft. Yeah. Yes, it's how it goes. <laughs> it's how it goes. Let's talk more draft thanks to some Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20, 20 Answering your 20, fan questions here that? on Twitter on the 20. First one for Zach Wolcha. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First one comes from Steve on Twitter. He said, are the Cowboys willing to draft a smaller player? That's a big question because we just talked about some f- smaller wide receivers. There are good wide receivers, and it's a deep running back class, but they'll severely limit their options, and the pool dries up quicker if they continue to stay away from the smaller guys. Bobby, do you think that's a possibility? Smaller guys where? Dallas. Like, 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 but, but where? Like, I think that in some areas it wouldn't matter to them. Other areas The specific would. question from Steven says, uh, wide receiver and running back. This team does not like small receivers, does not like small running backs. In fact, it's, it's nuts. If you look... There is no team in the NFL, I don't think, over the last, probably during the Will McClay era. I, I don't think there's any team that's acquired more six-foot running backs than the Cowboys. Every single last one of the running backs they get is always six feet or bigger. They're usually 215, 220. They, they don't like the smaller-built running backs. You can just see that, by the way, you know who they've acquired and who they've drafted. I mean, go back over the history of... Mike Weber, Bo Scarborough, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. You're talking about all guys who are like 6'1", 215, 220, 225. Uh, And then the receivers, no, I I think that uh, unless you are just a a very precise smaller receiver, a very precise route runner who doesn't get, you know, the size doesn't affect them in terms of getting off a press – they're, they're not going to take one of the smaller receivers. They they don't want guys who are limited to the slot. So Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, yeah. those are not guys I think they would like. So A-Chain from A&M, no-go at running back. The Aggie fans are going to be upset. Typically smaller guys are not their their flavor. And who was the last one here? Lance Dunbar? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Go and me green. What about 5'11"? Can, can we get a 5'11 Yeah, I mean, guy? he's 5'11 and mm. a half. All right, so we, we still have the Tajay Spears dream alive? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. He's slight, though. That's the problem is he's a little light in the butt. Because even 5'11", they, they picked up Malik Davis. They like Malik Davis, but he's still over 200 pounds. It was, he's got some beef to him. I was blown away. And there was so it's much hype, player. so much hype watching this kid. So I put him on. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to pick him apart. Tajay's 5'9", 205. That's not too thin for his, his height. Yeah. Dude's, dude's a dream. <laughs> he can do everything you want. He can catch it out of the backfield. He's the best player on the field. And that includes against USC. He was. I watched him against USC, Houston, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. And in the big moments, you go to that guy. He'll make a play for you. I mean, you talk about some pound-for-pound best players in this draft. He's up there. That dude's special. What do you think, Brian? I'll tell you what. I like what you're saying. I think this is a really good group of running backs, though. I think this wide receiver group is not as good as what we've seen the last two or three years. I'm a mm-hmm. little scared about that. I was going to ask you guys, have you guys seen Cansey from Pittsburgh? The defensive tackle? No. He's next up on my defense. Okay. I I watched him after you talked. Okay. This is what, this is a guy you need to watch this six foot, you know, 275 pound guy. That, that, that'll challenge your, that will challenge your, your, uh, your thought about drafting a small guy or a short guy. That will challenge you right there because you start to see it and you're going, God, this guy's making a ton of plays. 
oh, damn, he's only six foot tall. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So I, I'm always interested in these players. My old boss of the Packers, Ron Wolf, who was in the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame general manager, used to say, Brian, that kid better walk on water if he's short. You know, so you better walk on water if you're one of those players. You got anybody that walks on water, Aisha? Nah, I'm just it's frustra- it's it's frustrating to me to a degree because I feel like I understand You hate the way player people draft? Nah, I just I understand <laughs> the stipulations and stuff, but I just feel as though like if they play, they play, right? That's yeah. you. I'm learning this about you. You are, a, if they play, they play. Like, if the guy's a difference maker, the guy's a difference maker. And mm-hmm. also, too, I mean, your quarterback has succeeded with a smaller slot corner. I mean, Cole Beasley got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Cole yeah. Beasley started looking like a, a receiver, receiver when, when Dak got it, when he started playing with Dak. And, You're right. And I really honestly feel like. That was a, a a dope security blanket for your quarterback. He's seen success with those. And even Randall Cobb, when he was here, was able to see some success with Dak, too. And just having that smaller guy that's dependable, that's just kind of there, and that can get open on his own has made a difference with this quarterback. And so that's what's frustrating to me is like, yeah, you may have your idea of what a, quarter, a, a wide receiver should look like, but what has helped your quarterback succeed? I'll, I'll never forget this working for Bill Parcells. He hated Dat Wynn and Dexter Coakley. Hated him. Mm. When he got in, he goes, I got to get rid of these two guys. By the end of it, he was like, what was I thinking about these players? And to your point, though, you know, if you could play, you could play. You know, I mean, every, some teams do have this, the parameters and, you know, they, they don't, they don't want a mismatch looking team. They want all the same looking guys getting off the bus. But there's some teams that will take that will take smaller guys because they have vision for the players, shorter guys because they have vision for the players. And even a guy like a crusty old guy like Bill Parcells fell in love with Dat Win and, De- and, and and Dexter Coakley because they make plays. Parcells gave an interview later in his career, too, where I think he said Dat Win is the player he was most wrong about in the yeah. entire time of yeah. his, his time working in the NFL. Yeah. There's something to it, man, if you're a little shorter guy. But to Aisha's point, though, if you make plays – there's a reason to have you on that on that 53 man roster. I mean, I get worrying about like guys being able to get off a of press, especially since it seems like it's kind of an oppressed league and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But at the same time, it's just like I don't know. That's that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Like. It, Vegas can't be choosers out here in these streets and you need a wide receiver and even so this philosophy is kind of to me what got you in trouble this season if you're talking about the Cowboys is hey a lot of your receivers look the same lately they look like the same they look the same they do the same things and you have to bring in a T.Y. who was a totally different body shape smaller Mm -hmm. guy to you know kind of boost your offense so I'm just like Come on, let, let's get it. Like, let's do what's best for what your quarterback is doing and what he needs here. Small so. doesn't bug this staff as long as they feel you can play outside. Say that. So if that's you fair. if you if you are in the if they feel you're slot specific, that's where they have a problem. It's it's not the size as much as it is. You got to show you can play outside. If we feel like you can't play outside, we have no use for you. Okay. So, so we're starting matters. we're Sorry. starting a petition uh, today. <laughs> you can sign online at whatever website you choose. Uh, Change.org. Cha- yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't even know if there's a sponsor <laughs> or not, but we're drafting smaller players in 2023. You can put my name at the bottom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll <laughs> got takes one to no one. You guys, <laughs> might, you guys might want to have a, a word with the gentleman who puts that board together. <laughs> no, he ain't. He ain't about to. Uh, that gentleman ain't backing off. We're talking to him here. In yeah, a we'll ask him about. Ask him about. Should I ask him that on oh, stage? Oh yeah, ask him about. Hey, that. Will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ask yeah. him about that. Why didn't we you may take have Antoine him on Winfield Jr. Oh, dude, we that tried. Dude that dude we play. tried. We talked Ooh. about that for four months. <laughs> you sound upset. We. Tried. I was upset. Yes, well, I was got, definitely upset. You were right about him. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Second question. Dan said, "What is the most under the radar need for the Cowboys this year? Would it be linebacker depth or safety kicker?" Question mark. Or maybe somebody, th- something else he didn't mention. I should go go on your rant about safety. Mm. I, I don't have a whole rant about safety. Sounds you, like you have a rant. I thought I you and I were talking about this. You were saying this team is going to you – know, you're like, I think it's a sneaky need. I think it's a sneaky need. I do. I think – like, there's no guarantee. I would love Donovan Wilson to be back here. We don't know if Donovan Wilson's going to be here. not a guarantee. Uh, you're right. Malik Hooker. This is what his second is. This his second year. He's got Third. one more. Yeah, got yeah. one more yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and then also too, I feel like Israel McQuamu kind of made things kind of weird because he was like, "Hey guys, I know you mm. want me to be a safety, but yeah. I'm a corner." Yeah. And so I mean, you have Marquise <laughs> Bell. I'm a corner. You yeah. have Marquise Bell sitting there in the wings, you know, but. Uh, J. Ron Curse is what? Like, is this his third year or second year? Yeah, third so, year with the Cowboys. So, I mean, you, I essentially think you could get a safety, and I, I wouldn't be mad. I, I wouldn't yeah. be mad about it, but. I've just been. I tweeted yesterday. I was just thinking to myself, like, do you need a right tackle? 
of being a backup at least because yeah. that kind of derailed your whole situation last year. And so, so much so you had to put Tyron at right tackle. I think Taron Steele is that guy. Like, he's going to be fine. But he's coming back from an ACL injury. Don't know when he's going to be 100%. They don't know when he's going to be there. Who's your backup right tackle right now? They'll uh, tell you it's ball and well, well, let's go. Well, yeah, well, let's go and you'll put, you'll put, you'll say ball question mark. I saw your tweet. I said ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue to say ball question mark. They, they, However, sorry. No, I said they, they do think, well, let's go could <laughs> eventually grow into like a starting caliber tackle. He it's was just banged a, up the he, whole he, training he, he, camp and played better in the last game they, than ball played the, the whole game. They drafted him knowing he had the <laughs> shoulder subluxation. So that was something where he was, he was hurt the whole time. But that's somebody that like, the size and the movement skills oh, they yeah. think is really rare at tackle. And so I know they think, well, let's go can be kind of grow into that. They didn't think he was ready last year. They knew he'd kind of have baptism by fire. But I think they believe like, hey, give this two to three years. Yeah, he's a legitimate, you know, guy who could step in and spot start or eventually, you know, be somewhere and say, hey, there's somebody we feel like we can comfortably start a tackle. What I, about – oh, go, go for it. No, go ahead. Center. Okay. You're about to be in your last year, Tyler Biotish. He's mm-hmm. a pro bowler. And, hey, I love Tyler Biotis. So was Tyler Huntley. I think I Tyler Biotis did that to be the <laughs> most, most improved player on the team. Why but are you going to try and get that, that kid from Minnesota? I'm about to just go for John Michael Schmitz here. <laughs> oh, my God. He I think. Just, tell me about ooh. him. We haven't talked about him yet. This dude is a first-round player. you got to say it with your chest. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're in the I, SWBC welcome to the draft. studio, I think, John, I think John Michael Schmitz is one of the best players in this draft, period. Absolutely. The, center from, the center from Minnesota. He Absolutely. is Whoa. He is an absolute Where stud. Notes? Where are my notes on him? You watch a center play and you see a difference maker, this guy's special. Like, if you want to get a Jason. The center of the draft they passed on last year. He, well, this yeah, guy's, this that, guy's not they, small guy like Linderbaum. You know, we were just talking yeah, about yeah. small people with short arms and yeah. they didn't like that. Hey, don't yeah. talk Talk about my guy that way. John Michael Schmitz, you don't have that issue. This guy's six four. He's big. He moves people. He, he is gets to good. the second level. He's yeah. good in pass pro run blocking. He is an absolute stud. He's out of Minnesota, and I loved him. And he, he's not even rated as the best center in this draft, depending yeah. on where you look. But the dude's a football player. He's quick. And he just seems like a pain in the rear type of guy to have to go up against. He's going to make your day a living hell. He's got really good awareness and feel for where rushers are coming from. He adjusts accordingly, gets everybody lined up, moves people, finishes his blocks. He's got balance. I love him. I absolutely love. Wait him. I think till this cat Jason gets picked. Kelsey Wait till this cat gets picked. It's going to be the pin throw, and, and, and he's going to go. Oh, I told you this. That team always loves these kind of guys. It's going to be Baltimore these Steelers again. draft these guys. <laughs> Just telling these, you. These the good thing is I don't think it'll be the Eagles because last year they took their replacement yeah. of Kelsey. So just yeah. don't let him go within the division when the Cowboys don't take him. But that guy, just oh. remember the name. He's going to be amazing. We can credit Washington. They're not going to pick him. And then maybe New York picks him. They're kind of trending in the right direction. Maybe they make a smart And move. I'm not trying to get rid of you. Tyler Biotish. I'm a big you fan. You just did. You gave like this this report like you need Dude, to pick I was, this guy like right just, now. Yeah, based off of that. Guy. Give me give, give me John Michael Schmidt if you, at, if you want 26. Let's roll. All right. He's Something. good. Did you watch him, Brian? Oh yeah. What do you think about? He's him? not wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> did you what you saw him, right? No, yeah, he's I I was so impressed with him at the senior bowl just yeah. the mm-hmm. way that he He's um I, he's really he's technically savvy in my opinion. There His hands go. are so good there the way go. that he can readjust. There you go. You know to like the initial punch of guy and I like a, he's powerful there in a way go. to where he can take the impact and be like, "Oh, let me fix you real quick." Yeah. Let me <laughs> Let's have a talk, <laughs> my guy. All right. Final question. This comes from Mike. Right. I like it. No, they, uh, did. they had him right. Do you guys believe that Marvin Mims Jr. style of play can oh. win at the NFL level? Mm. At his smaller size, yeah. wide receiver, mid-round pick, guys. Oklahoma. Zach, you and I sat in this very studio a couple years ago. Talked about him playing for Frisco Lone Star mm-hmm. High School back in the day. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him translating to the league? I think Marvin Mims can translate. I think the question will be, is he a guy that can win outside? Mm. He could be a slot-only type of guy. He gets bumped off some routes. Goes back yeah. to what Bobby was talking yeah. about. Yeah. You think he could win, Bobby? Um I, they're right. He does get bumped off some routes. I think it's more feasible for Mims to line up outside than guys like Flowers and Downs, who we've, we've talked about today. Um, Mid round pick. So you, because I think Mims could go like third round. Yeah, that's where I have. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. When I third I normally think like fourth, fifth. I was like, ah, like I thought Marvin Mims was better than that. Usually, but yeah. I'm three. If I say mid round, I'm usually thinking like three to six. 
Uh, six is probably late round. I should probably move that to like three, four, five. Covering all them bases over there, Kyle. Yeah, Good job. No, I'm trying, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gene- generic. Look, yeah, I, I mean, like, Mims is a guy who I think is a, a decent route runner. Yeah. I, I don't know about yeah. when he goes over the middle of the field. You got some of the contested catch stuff. That's not always great with Mims. Yeah. Um, but he's somebody who I think as a project in, in the third round, like, like I mean, you can't expect him to step in and play right away, but as somebody, who, if you take him in the third round, I think he's somebody that if you have the patience and the ability to, to which this team right now does not, specifically for Dallas, uh, he's somebody that if you let him kind of grow a little bit, you know, two years into this, I think he could play inside out. Yeah, I'll tell you, Bobby's got him dead right, and I think his best of trade is his ability to track the ball. That's kind of where I, you know, I saw him. Everything Bobby said is absolutely right about the player. But, Ooh. like, when you say when he when he goes and see when he sees the ball, he's gonna he's gonna likely make the catch. I mean, he makes some really good adjusting catches when you watch him play. So the concentration and all that. But I think that again, it's, it goes back to that slight build of a lot of these wide receivers. I'm interested to see how they, when you talk to scouts, whether it's at the you know pro days or whatever you know combine. I'd like for them to rank the slightly built wide receivers for me. Mm. You know, give me an idea. How do you see? I mean, that might be whoever figures out the slightly built wide receivers in what order. That might be the that might be the key to this draft, especially at wide receivers. And also how they how they. I would like to know. I, I don't know who's who's going, but I would like to know how they if they look at a player. If a scout's looking at a player, like, hey, he is kind of small. Well, if you do take a chance on him and bring him in, how do you go about? maybe want him to put on size do you want him to yeah. put on size like is that something that some of these guys these scouts are willing to do like hey yeah i want to take this guy and he can do this but maybe i want him to put on 10 more pounds is that something that they do is that something that they say mm. to play I mean, yeah, they, 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 they ask guys to put on weight sometimes. i don't know that you'd ask mims to put Not on mims, weight as much as like, like i don't know that mims like is, is yeah I, I think mims's thing more with the the getting knocked off the routes and stuff like that i think that's just about you know, being that's the a, route a, runner. Yeah, that's being a more polished route runner. That's I don't, the awareness. I don't, I, I don't of that. think the I don't think the mm. size is what really. He's at one eighty two, so which that's is not which is slight, but he, but he plays he plays bigger to me than Flowers or Down stuff. Yeah, his yeah. ability so, his ability to track the ball, like Brian said, and his body control yeah. is what yeah. sets him apart. I mean, I got to go to that Texas OU game two years ago. That mm. catch he made by the pylon, one of the best plays I've ever seen, and that was sun in his face. Yeah, he went up and snagged that football. Marvin Mims is a heck of a player. I think he got three DFW kids from our backyard that played high school football here that are going to be successful at the next level. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, my favorite receiver in the draft. I know some disagree with that. I don't think you overthink it. I think that kid's going to be an absolute star. Mm -hmm. I like Rasheed Rice. We'll have to see about the -the off-the-field issues. I know speed is an issue for him. Okay, That that dude just goes ahead. Hey, well, look, this is something Bobby said earlier. Oh, now you're blaming Bobby? I'm blaming Bobby. (laughs) I'm putting this on the beltster. And then I, I do think Marvin Mims is going to be successful as well. And uh, you, you didn't even mention Quentin Johnson, too. And Johnston can Quentin also Johnston, be in that same scenario, too. My wide receiver, Temple. too. Yeah. You said, wow, look at you. Texas guys up front for Zach Wolchuk. What's it? I'm sorry. What? I, didn't, I, mean, I haven't. Maybe I don't know. But, like, the off the field stuff? Maybe you're talking for about Rice? it. For Rice? Yeah. We can talk about we it. Maybe. Maybe. We'll talk about it Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I like the guy. Yeah. Let's okay. take our second break. When we come back, we'll we do tell some... Aisha what the problem is with Rice. No. <laughs> <laughs> we may talk about like that. Him. We're going to do some Tell Me More when we come back right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? 
You call it Miller time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the final segment of the Draft Show, Wednesday edition. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time, to continue breaking it down with you. All right, time for some Tell Me More. I want to hear about a couple safeties, guys, because Aisha's over here in the corner, standing on the table, yelling, shouting from the rooftops that safety might be a sneaky need. So I want to hear about some of these. He safeties. put you on that. How you how you gonna lie like that? I mean, we heard it earlier. It's on tape. I was not standing on no table. There was totally some standing on the table. My legs won't even let me get up. On <laughs> I don't know. I saw you standing up. You're waving around. Stop. Jumping up and down. Stop. Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Tell me more, Brian Broaddus. I'll tell you what, man. You know, he might not run great, but this guy is a fierce tackler. I and I I I love the way he deals with ball carriers in space. Uh, the way he throws his body around, he gets through trash. He's got range. I mean, you know, the speed, sure. But, man, I think he reads routes quick enough and it allows him to drive on the ball. He's got some good ball skills. I think he's a finisher. Uh, he has a feel for how to time the break in order to make the play and be disruptive. So, you know, you see him carry guys down the field. He's kind of a right place at the right time player. You know, I didn't see him get fooled very much. I, I feel like he does a really good job of playing with his eyes, and I think that's something that if you lack speed, you can find ways to manipulate to get to the ball. And I think his this guy's played in a ton of big games in his career, and, and none of it ever looks too big for him uh, to watch him play. So I, I, I am a big fan of his. Can I mention one other guy real quick that sure. I'm a fan of? Yeah. And and. Yeah, and I'll see if you guys have seen it. I'll give you a tell me more. Have you guys done Ronnie Hickman from Ohio State? No, he's next up on my list. Okay, okay. Well, then let me ask you another guy. Then uh, John Wright's next on your list. How about how about this? How about Christopher Smith from Georgia? Georgia. Have not watched that. Yeah, All right, let me talk about Christopher Smith real quick. Then. Okay. He's a safety from Georgia. This is another physical guy. He's always around the ball. He sees the field. He's really good at reacting. You know, he's the awareness. The, you know, the eyes are always at the right spot with this guy. So he'll make his uh, share of plays either near the line or deep. You know, the movement is really, really good. I'm super impressed with that. The way he's able to drive on the ball from deep. You know, this guy can also, he's a blitzer. And so you can, you know, you can kind of play him up and rush him. You can play him in coverage. I think his smarts are really, really, really good. So a name to keep an eye on if you're looking at safeties, Christopher Smith from Georgia was one. And then you need to watch the the kid from uh, from Ohio State mm-hmm. as well. Uh, that would be what I just Ronnie, said. Yeah, Ronnie Hickman. Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie Hickman. Yeah. yeah, I think you need to watch those two guys. And I liked Hickman because I, I got to go see Ohio State play Iowa mm-hmm. at the shoe, and Hickman did stand out to me. I thought he was a good player. But I'm with you on Jordan Battle, and he to me is the one guy that I, we've been able to see his coverage ability. Yeah. Like I think he's a true deep center center fielder. Shows a lot of good range. That I have some quite like Antonio Johnson from AM. I love him. Like I think he's a good down. Downhill player tackles really well. I think he can cover tight ends, but I have some questions on: Can he play deep? Like, can can he go ahead and play the center field role for you, or is he more of a true strong safety play within the box? Jordan Battle to me shows a lot of good versatility. Mm. The thing with Johnson, though, that I noticed, and I didn't, maybe uh, you didn't. I, I just they put him in the slot. They like, did. Like, you know, they here's a guy at 6'3", 195 pounds playing in the slot. I just didn't see him playing back. Yeah, a yeah, ton. I, I see what you're saying. Battle, I see what you're saying. battle will run better, I think, than he looks on tape. I think his testing speed will look good. God, I hope I, so. I don't, th- I don't think he's going to blow it away, but I think he'll come out and it'll look fine. It's, it's not going to be egregious. 
That's if good. not, they'll get him faster at Alabama because I'll go time him and I'll get him at 38 yards. Yeah, they'll go all the way down. <laughs> and my clock will get him at 38, not 40. Road trip yeah. to Tuscaloosa? Uh, There's a couple guys there. We've done that a couple of times. I would do that. DallasCowboys.com has made road trips to Tuscaloosa. You think Derek would let us rent an RV and just roll? We've done that before, too. I think we should. Mm. I think we Dreamland should. Barbecue is calling our name. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Aisha, any safeties that you've had your eye on? Yeah, I was looking at one last night. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, Boise State, uh, JL Skinner. 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 That's a big dude. He's, I like him. He's he's a, he's a dude. Um, I like how vicious he plays. And you would look at him and you would think that with how vicious he plays that he has a whole bunch of penalties and stuff. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of control. I was also listening to an interview um, where he was just kind of talking about picking and choosing when he wants to lay the hammer. And he, he died. I think he diagnosed as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, he can be in a box player, but he, he showed his tail in the senior bowl, uh, especially the biggest thing was like, can he cover? Can he whatever? And he's his I just feel like at the line of scrimmage he's first like putting it when he puts his hands on you when he gets his hands on guys or just like b- like bounces off of him like he you can feel him he's a physical dude but I was impressed I was impressed impressed by him watching him last night I think he, he is can play six four two ten big dude at safety big dude. I mean, Gerald Sensabaugh to him massive Massive frame. We're actually looking at some, at some highlights of him yeah. right now. He's a hard hitter. Yo, yeah. he's a thumper. Yeah. He he's, comes down. He's, th- he's a thumper. And I was again like when you when you look at guys that are thumpers and stuff like that, you say to yourself, okay, well, what type of angles are they taking? Are they like? And he's very uh, key to. He talks about it a lot, like how important it is. Is that even though he is a hard hitter and he chooses to do that, he wants to set the tone of like taking the right angles and being in the right position and stuff. I like the player a lot. And I think um, he, he also, too, he's going to clean up a lot of trash for you. Yeah. Mm. He's going to clean up a lot of trash. If you decide to use him in a nickel or if you have decide to have him in the box, like he's able to come in there and he's going to help him run support as well. He's a run defense machine, tackle yeah. machine, um, nine, nine and a half tackles for loss, 208 tackles. Yeah. I mean, it's just Come yeah, on, get out of here. Yeah, and he's also, too, just he's around the ball all the time. He's around the ball all the time. That Boise feel, let me tell you something. I was watching. Tell that tough, <laughs> is that tough on your eyes? Ooh, man, it triggered my migraines yesterday. I was like, okay, well, wait, here, here, here we go, veteran life. Yeah, wait, wait, <laughs> you catch, wait till you catch in eastern Washington when they throw a red oh, field the red on field. you. Please stop. No, red it's field. the worst. Please stop. Eastern Michigan will throw a gray field on mm-hmm. you, too. Stop. I enjoyed watching UCA's him. got purple and gray yeah. every five yards. There you go. No, mm-hmm. I had to pick and choose like how long I watched him. But he's lengthy. I think he's going to be a dude. You got him right. Yes, I like him him a lot. I like him a lot. But that's my guy. So a couple safeties to round out the draft show. I I really like J.L. Skinner. I'm glad you brought him up. I was excited to see him in the bowl game, but he was too scared to play North Texas in Frisco. He he, he was can't believe he opted out. He's got this future or something. He decided not to play the Mean Green. He was afraid afraid they were going to get hurt. Zach and I, Mean Green. (laughs) Of course they don't. It happens. Kyle, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that does it for us here on this Wednesday. We will be back tomorrow. Like I said, 11 a.m. Central Time. More draft show here from the star in Frisco. For Bobby Belt, Brian Brada, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, and Chris Beam in the back of Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for joining us on the draft show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!